So, John, how's Project XJ coming along? Pretty good. Making some decent progress. Got most of the uh, driver floor pan all uh, fitted, trimmed up, ready to weld in. Well, almost ready. I got to drill some holes for the weld to, you know, weld it. <laughs> Plug welds and whatnot. Well, I saw some of the pictures on uh, either your personal Facebook or 4x4 Talk or something you posted on. Some of your I know it was on Facebook, yeah. I, I meant to put a like an album post on uh, 4x4 Talk, and I forgot. <laughs> so do you actually think you're going to have this thing, Wheels in the Woods? There's a good possibility. Uh, planning it and just looking at all the small timeline things. It, it's not going to be 100%, but it, it might be enough to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about that here in a second. I like it. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. All right. I'm not conceding defeat yet, okay? Yeah, don't um, do that yet. I mean, I, I, I've seen you work on stuff. You might be able to last minute surpass me and beat me <laughs> well I, I hope i don't because i want to get xj on the road oh god do i ever it's worth 100 bucks to me to see xj on the road i won't go that high of a bottle well whatever <laughs> uh it is worth it to me because i really want to see that and today i got some news like first you've seen my parts collection mode has pretty much not stalled out but i have most of the parts i need now to build yeah. my rig but i need the garage situation set up a little bit different so i can get the cummins set and i can get the 6.4 going and this mm -hmm. and that so i have i i mean if i have that motor out by the end of the week i mean it would be a miracle of god and i i really don't <laughs> think it's going to happen and today i got a little bit of news that is going to set me back so i think Ooh. you're going to you win by uh quote-unquote handicap on this thing oh that's not good so what, what, what'd you do well, you know, I've been uh, all that, uh, the problems with my elbow. Yeah. Finally, they sent me to the right specialist because they kept bouncing me around to different people. And they sent me to the right guy. And I go in there today and he's like looking at everything. And he's like, oh, yeah, that muscle in your arm. He goes, it is tennis elbow. He goes, but that muscle that basically goes along your arm where it connects to your, I forgot what it's called. It might be your, your tricep or something. I'm not sure. It goes mm. in, it connects to your elbow. He goes, yeah, a portion of that's dead. Ah. And, uh, oh. yeah. So, uh, on the 24th, I have to go in for surgery. Oh. Um, and, uh, they're actually going to let me know in the next couple of days here, um, whether or not they're going to try to do an experimental surgery that they've done 15 of them so far and they've had a lot of luck with it, but they are having problems getting insurance companies to pay for it. It's such a bad joke to make right now, but I won't. Why is it not? Is it, go ahead. I don't uh, care. I'll tell you off the air. It's kind of political. Mm. <laughs> but it's really fun well anyway so um the experimental one if they do the experimental one it's an in and out and hopefully within a week everything will be feeling good again oh wow okay that's done how all, long till you can use it that, right away because that oh, would wow. all be done basically what they like do is they laparoscopic basically what they do is they take a bunch of your blood out put it in a centrifuge Remove the platelets, remove the white blood cells, other stuff, the plasma. They, they go right to the red blood cells. They do something to that. They re-inject it directly into the quote-unquote dead tissue. Hmm. And they've had, and it rejuvenates and survives. Interesting. 
But if it doesn't, uh, if if they can't get the insurance to pay for it, then they're going to have to go in the old-fashioned way, which is they do, do a three- to four-inch incision on my arm, go in mm. there, cut out the dead muscle, and uh, scrape up the bone a little bit, and then most likely about three months before the elbow oh, is crap. you know, fully back to where it needs to be. That sucks. Well, it's fine, man, but I'm right-handed, so working Ooh. left-handed out there is going to be uh, yeah. it's going to be a trick. You know me. I'm not going to be sitting on the couch. I'm yeah. not going to be laying in bed. I'll be back to work the very next day. I mean, I, I can see it. <laughs> I already said to the guys I go at work, is if they do the surgery early in the morning, I'm going to be in by noon. You know, I says, I'm just going to, hey, whoever drives me, I'm just going to come right to the job site from Imagine the hospital. Imagine Keith stumbling around just in a bare-assed in the, the robe from the hospital still for some reason. <laughs> It's an image none of us want, and I'm sorry, listeners, that you've just puked up your breakfast yeah, and spit yeah, out your yeah. coffee, but I don't know why that sticks to my head. So, you know, we'll see. I will yeah. still concede if that happens, because, I mean, you know, in injuries in the Olympics and whatnot, when you, yeah. if you're out by an injury, you still will lose, so yeah. you don't get a consolidation prize or whatever. I did a uh, combat handgun one class yesterday uh, where I work, and, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm very right-hand dominant. And half the skills in the shooting portion were all left hand. Well, yeah. And that, that was weird. <laughs> I mean, I know that's a skill I've needed to work on in the past, but oh my God, I did bad. Yeah. Not as bad as I expected with some of it, but it sucks doing stuff left handed. Yeah, so, I mean, you, yeah. you get you get used to it. I've had to do it a few times with injuries extent, yeah. and stuff, but it's... Uh... Yeah, I found that little, what is it, trigger finger where your fingers pop. Yeah, that, that made a few of the skills difficult, mm, but yeah, 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 that's always fun. <laughs> well, anyway, so we'll see. But yeah. I'm pretty happy that XJ's coming on. Um, it's going to be going. I'm ecstatic. It feels if good to be making If neither of us are there with this. our rig, then it's a wash. Yeah, yeah. So uh, everyone else, you guys need to show us shame and show up with your awesome <laughs> build rig, especially uh, kudos to you if you started your rig build, say, July 1st, and you have it ready for Wheels in the Woods yeah. October 9th. In Clay Township, Michigan. Now, um, on on that note, uh, Wheels in the Woods, like I said, October 9th, Clay Township, Michigan. Um, you can look up Wheels in the Woods 2021 on Facebook. Tell people you're going to come there. Uh, but we have two sponsors this year. And I'd like to mention those. Two awesome sponsors. We oh, have yeah. We have one one returning sponsor. Um, we, had a, we had a former sponsor that uh, just due to various reasons, we didn't even approach them this year. Yeah. Uh, no bad blood or anything that for people who know who our previous sponsors were, but there was one that we were we, just we like. We really didn't even have a chance to talk to them. The other two sponsors picked up all the awards. Well, that's part of it too, and I was going to get to that. So um, sponsor one was my own brother, Codet's True, Va- Codet's True Value Hardware, and he yeah. has three locations, Williamston, Michigan, um, he has Fowlerville, Michigan, and Livonia, Michigan. He has the True Value Hardwares there. Um, but before I get to how many awards he took, uh, he is returning this year. Uh, he has been a sponsor every single year. So, yeah, they've been here since the beginning. Every single yeah. year. He, he He's a big believer in what we're doing, and they love old trucks and 4x4s. And like we've said before on the show, if you are a southern Michigan native and you're looking for Great deals on hardware, um, especially like for our car and truck guys. They have, at least the last time I was at the Fowlerville location, they have racks and racks of show quality stainless. He brought it in there because there was a lot of biker guys that were interested in it. Nice. And I mean, he has one of the best selections of show quality stainless 
in stock. Like yeah. instead of having to order stuff online, you can walk right in there. And if you need a weird bolt that's stainless, he probably has it. That's what I love Polished about these hardware too. stores, and I absolutely love that they they came on board with us again this year. You know, a lot of these projects we do, we need that oddball nut, bolt, screw, pin, spring, exactly, so on and so forth. And you just you can't find that a lot of places, or you got to special order it, then you got to wait. Exactly. You know, you go to these local hardware stores, be it you know Codettes or any of them, mainly Codette. I'm pushing here. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you you get that oddball bolt. You know, it might cost a little bit more, but you're not waiting on it. You got it right there, and you're helping support local businesses. Absolutely. Which is just awesome, especially this day and age. Help keep them going so that we can continue to do these kind of projects. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Um, and, um, you know, support local, shop local. We're always big fans of that. No matter where you're at in the country, in the world, um, support your local industry because that's what you need to keep your economy, your local yeah. economy going good. Um, speaking of our local economies, um, John, you had uh, approached our new sponsor this year, first year on this sponsor. Yep. Um, and um, do, you, do you want to say who they are? Yeah, so we're talking about supporting local businesses. Uh, we'll give a huge shout out to Daryl over at StarCraft Brewery. His brothers and their dad started a little craft brewery up in Richmond, Michigan there. Uh, right off of Main Street, it's behind... Uh, like the the Ken's Country Kitchen, if you know the area, fantastic restaurant, by the way. So it's a little building back there. They've got a few different beers on draft. Um, a they, few, they got a lot. Yeah, <laughs> they they have a couple regulars, and they have some that cycle out. Like I'm most excited because the Belgian triple's supposed to be coming back, Ooh. and in fact, that might be back this week. And I'm going there, you know, for karaoke. I'm down. Uh, they do have karaoke's Tonight? every Monday. Yep. Oh, maybe. So they got karaoke night every Monday. Usually, you'll probably find me wandering around there somewhere. But they've got uh, wines and beers there. They just expanded. They got all the everything for the outside patio area. So it's all. Uh, it's got a big tent over. You can sit outside if you want. Sit inside. They've got different bands that'll come and play there. Music. Uh, a couple times a week, they've got food trucks that come out. They don't have food yet. They sell some awesome seasoned pretzels, though, and they kind of an unusual item to find at a brewery, malted milk balls. Well, they have but those, <laughs> and then he always has his popcorn machine going, too. Yeah, they've, they've got uh, popcorn going all night. They had, like, a boiled peanuts thing. I don't know what happened to that, though. But. Well, he brings them back, he said, certain times. I yeah. talked to him about that before. But um, John and I have both been, for those of you who are fans of Whelan, um, you may have seen Whelan go live, and I think 4x4 Talk, <laughs> 4x4 Talk go live. We yeah. were out there playing some karaoke the other night, having some fun, uh, or that would have been about a week ago. Yep. We had a great time. Oh, yeah. And um, But here's the thing, <laughs> folks. Um, they not only have beer, they have wine. Now, yeah. I am a and it's fantastic. John's more of a beer snob than I am. Um, <laughs> in a former life, I was more of a wine snob, and I'll tell you what, um, I, I really have moved over to beers myself. But most of the beers that they have are it is by far my favorite local brewery, oh, and, yeah. and I'm not saying that just because they're a sponsor of Wheels in the Woods. Um, you know, I go in there. There's a lot of local Michigan breweries, a lot of great Michigan breweries. I mean, I enjoy many of them that I go to. But StarCraft, uh, the quality, the flavor profiles, yeah. um, I'm not going to name names. There's another very popular local brewery. And when I go into that brewery, you know, they upsell all this stuff and, the, and their prices are really good. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is a blah, blah, blah. And they, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a Belgian triple or it's an IPA or whatever it is. And every single time it's got an initial good flavor and then the rest of it yeah. has a flat flavor profile. It just is like... 
Uh, it just it the beer is almost not carbonated flat, but just the taste is flat. There's it's no bland. it's bland. Yeah, in many ways. Well, there's like one taste. Yeah, and that's it. It's just like straight across the line. A lot of the stuff that they're doing at Starcraft, uh, and I would say. Like I like the darker beers. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that one that they have that I was having last weekend? That uh, the real dark one. Uh, there was a milkshake stout, and then they have like a vanilla bean stout. And the M forty three? No, not M four. What is? I'm it? really bad with the names. Yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is. Um, I really like the dark beers up there myself yeah. personally. Uh, of course, everybody has their own personal taste, but really love everything they're doing and it very just, complex it, flavors yeah the flavor carries from start to finish it's fantastic and um if i'm not go, much for stouts and i love their stouts if they're uh if they're not super slam busy even if they are daryl or one of the other guys that works there one of his brothers or family members daryl phil aaron and i apologize i don't remember your guys dad's name <laughs> they'll usually give you a tour of the brewery yeah they'll uh, give you samples if you're they they do flights but if it's something like, yeah, I don't know about this, they'll pour a little snifter and then go from there. It's awesome. As for the wines, um, I've gone through and tasted most of the wines they've had. And same thing. Uh, they're, they're, they've had whites and reds and things. They're red wines. Um, oh, my God. I mean, the the quality of the wine that they are making is stuff that you would expect to spend $30, $40, $50 a bottle for. Yeah. And their prices are nowhere near that. I yeah. mean, way underpriced for what it is. So, um, but StarCraft, so John approached StarCraft, and they decided to take all of our 4x4 four four specific awards this year, which we have nine of them for Wheels in the Woods. Uh, we're doing 20 awards total, and then we also have our trivia contest, our uh, Power Wheels contest awards and whatnot. But they took nine of the awards. So uh, after they did that, I had contacted Jeff over at True Value, and my brother, and I said, hey, uh, you know, we've got 11 awards left to sponsor. Um, what would you be interested in sponsoring this year? And he said, well, let's take the rest of them. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And all. he said, we've been having fun with the event every year. <laughs> so, you know, anyways, yeah, like I, I'm really super excited that he uh, has done that. And um, it didn't really leave a spot to offer any more award sponsorships this year. Maybe next year we'll up the price or we'll offer more <laughs> awards again. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, the event's been slowly building. Of course, this year, again, we are inviting, uh, through the help of Scrounger's Car Club Michigan Chapter, we are inviting hot rods and classics and things like that as well. So this is not just a 4x4 event, but folks know that it is heavily focused on 4x4s. Yeah. Half of our awards are for 4x4 vehicles. Yeah. We do have awards that kind of cross over between the genres. So, you know, you know, best diesel. If you show up with a diesel car, you can still win oh, yeah. best diesel. Or I'd love to see, like, a military Honda Civic or something. That would just be cool. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, maybe in the future we'll do best wasteland vehicle or whatever yeah, the case may be, like you know, uh, things like that. But, you know, the event, I'm really excited for October 9th and seeing what we come up with this year and seeing if people come out in droves or if it's going to be kind of a stale year yeah. like last year. Although last year was our biggest year yet. Oh, yeah. So each year, if it keeps growing, I'm a happy man, you know. What I'm honestly most excited to see, I think, in all honesty, the Power Wheels. Yeah. Those kids have so much fun with that. It is just so cool to see them going through. I mean, it's just cool to see how happy and excited they are of it. I don't want to jinx it at this point, but um, we may be greatly adding to that course this year. Ooh, excellent. So uh, if you have kids and they have their own Power Wheels, 
bring them. Uh, there is no cost to compete in the Power Wheels events. There's no extra cost. It's not like you have a registration fee for that. Once you've registered for the event or if you've come in as a spectator for free, which that's something else. In the past, we always charged a spectator admission, and we did drop that last year, yeah. and we decided to continue that for this year. There is no spectator admission. If you want to run for one of the awards, then there is a $20 registration fee. Yeah. But otherwise, you can come in, check everything out. You can even come in and join the Power Wheels race for no cost whatsoever. So uh, put your Power Wheels in the back of your truck, bring it down, uh, let your kid. We have two classes. Uh, off the top of my head, I think we did ages 3 to 6 and 7 to 12. Is that uh, what it is? 7 and under and 8 and up. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And um, so it's an awesome event, and everyone at the show every year gets involved. Oh, they, yeah. they all run over and watch these kids and cheer them on. Such a great thing. It's it's a lot of fun. But and I, I don't remember if we talked about this, but were we still going to do the ordering thing from Foxfire like we did in the years? We past? are excellent. So, um, they are get in on those uh, pulled pork egg rolls. Oh my god! So they're another. Ooh. They are a sponsor in a way. They're not sponsoring the awards, but what they're doing, just like last year, is ten percent of all food sales that comes in to Wheels in the Woods. They are donating back to the Museum of Offroad Adventure. So, um, I know, think. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, I say so. That's just it works out really good. Last year, uh, they gave us a pretty hefty check, which was really nice, nice, and a lot of people ordered food. So you know, hoping to get that again. So here's this year. what I'm wondering. I know last year with everything going on, we had a little bit of a limited menu. Were we still doing that for this event, or are we going to have full access to that full menu this time? Um, I'm not sure. My gut wants to know. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to find out. I think okay. you're gonna be okay to order anything that's on their regular takeout menu. Yeah, and pulled I, pork egg rolls. I think you're I'm gonna, satisfied. I think yeah, I think you're gonna be good to order whatever you'd like. Sweet. And um, yeah, that'll like I said, ten percent of everything. So you know, if you get your food bill up there to fifty bucks, you know, we're making five bucks off of you. So I like it. I like uh, it. It's a, it's a great thing. It makes me feel not bad about buying a bunch of food. <laughs> Speaking of the museum, I think we've announced before on previous episodes, museums back open now every Thursday from uh, five thirty. I'm sorry, uh, from six o'clock to eight thirty. Did we talk about our new display we have in there? The hovercraft? No. In the back on the shelves there. No. Uh, yeah. And we can I'm do sorry, that, I'm sorry, our too. new collection. It's a whole vehicle collection. Pretty Compton. I mean, it, it's pretty impressive. We're able to fit, what, 50 new vehicles in here in that same about 100. space? About 100. Okay. About 100 new vehicles. Wow, I misunderestimated that for sure. <laughs> So, yeah, we, we were able to go with some vertical stacking on a display rack for these. Got a lot of cool limited edition stuff, and they're predominantly Jeeps, if not all Jeeps, I think it is. Well, here's the A couple non-Jeeps. Actually, no, uh, they're all Jeeps except one. Oh, what's the one? It's a Toyota Land Cruiser. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice it's that. It's an FJ40. Nice. But, okay, so John's teasing you here what's going on. Um, we I'm were not. I'm telling the truth. You are, te- you are telling the truth. We had a, um, at the museum... We had a lady contact us, and I'm not going to say names right now. She was supposed to get me a whole uh, thing together about her late husband. Her late husband, who was a huge car guy and a Jeep enthusiast, but he was actually more into cars. Hmm. But for whatever reason, he loved, loved toy Jeeps. And he loved toy Jeeps of every kind. So he was at a garage sale, a flea market, uh, you know, auction, whatever. He would buy uh, unique toy Jeeps, and he had collected about 100 toy Jeeps, all the way from Matchbox and Tootsie, Ro- Tootsie toy size cars, all the way up to stuff that was like remote control size that's uh, maybe a foot long. And he just absolutely loved them. 
collected boxes and boxes and boxes of them, and he passed away here a few months ago, and she came down and donated them all to the museum. Some of the stuff is really vintage and probably worth a quite a bit of money. Some of it's fairly new. Um, it's just an eclectic collection of Jeep toys, and it's probably one of the most comprehensive collections of oh, Jeep toys sure. I've ever seen. You got everything from male Jeeps and old McDonald's Jeeps and uh, just, you know, like I said, Tootsie toys and Matchbox cars and Hot Wheels cars and all sorts of really cool toy Jeeps. And they donated it to us, and we made this shelf set up in That's the back awesome. of the museum. It's a beautiful display, and there's a, there is a video on the Museum of Off-Road Adventure Facebook page that gives you a tour of that entire collection. So if you want Very to do that. Cool. Uh, bonus points to anyone who can go on 4x4 Talk and tell us where the... I already spoiler alerted it. There <laughs> is a Toyota Land Cruiser in there. If you can point it out, if you can find in the video, you're going to have to look real close because it does look like a Jeep. But if you look at the features on the toy, it's obviously an FJ40 and not a Jeep. Nice. So I don't know if this guy knew it, if he thought it was just some generic Chinese-looking Jeep or what, but... <laughs> Uh, there's one Toyota in the entire uh, That's collection. That's awesome. That's but, awesome. Um, they now are sitting behind the uh, another Toyota, the FJ55 Iron <laughs> Pig. Uh, they sit in the shelf behind that, which is pretty cool. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, we were there for our uh, board meeting, was that two weeks ago now? Yeah. Something like that. And yeah, we all got to take a look at that, and that was very cool. A little very bit more cool. news, which you don't even know about oh. the museum. Oh. Um, you know how the front... So the museum is in a... Korean War surplus Kwanzaa hut, as you know. It was, mm. it was built, we believe, sometime about 1952, the building, uh, or after Imagine that. Imagine BJ and Pierce are somewhere in the back cooking up some gin. Is that, is that a MASH reference? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I really never watched that much, but okay. <laughs> oh, it was a good show. I've watched a few episodes. It's been Aww. years. but um, <laughs> So it's a Kwanzaa hut. Uh, if you don't know what Kwanzaa hut is, look it up. But it's basically a giant culvert kind of thing, and that's what the museum's built in. Um, and really cool old building. It's basically a Faraday cage. Anything you walk in with an electronic device, boom, you have no signal. <laughs> yep. So you get to spend more time actually paying attention to the displays, which yeah. is awesome. And But uh, when we were originally um, gifted the space in the museum, we were gifted the the, the entire building, I think, is maybe 12,000 square feet, something like that. Yeah. Um, we were originally gifted the back half of the building for our displays. And the front half was part of the Christmas walk display, which we've talked about before on the History of Sleds episode way back when, episode 30-something, hmm. I think, something like that. I don't remember. Oh, look. I mean, you can if you'd like. early on, yeah. Uh, we talk about some of the early Christmas off-road things uh, in kind of what is a Christmas episode, per se. But uh, anyways, the front half of the building has always been for another local event, um, and they used it for busing to the Christmas walk event. So when you came to the museum, you walked through a bunch of Christmas collection displays, and then the back half of the museum, back half of the building was the museum. Episode thirty-one, history of sleds. That was pretty good. So yeah, yeah in the thirties. So episode thirty-one. If you're you know a Christmassy type person, listen to episode thirty-one. Go way back. But uh, anyways, um, they've since decided with the Christmas walk, they are changing up the way that they are doing their event. And they're now having people park at the building that it's hosted at. So we have been told that it's okay to take over the front half of the building. Oh, cool. So the square footage that we can build with the museum on the inside now doubled. Oh, wow. Cool. We got a lot. And so we're going to change a little bit of the layout for the new theater that's coming in. Can we get that fountain thing running? The fountain. Wasn't there a fountain in the corner in the one room? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, weird, yes. Yeah. I, I got plans. 
Okay. All <laughs> right, all right. Is. Uh, I'm going to so, need to borrow some of those remote or uh, little model cars. Though. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that might be neat. I, I think I know where you're going with that. So we'll see how that all <laughs> we'll, goes. We'll talk later. But uh, we're going to be able to change up the front of the uh, building quite a bit, Sweet. which is really, I'm looking forward to that. We've got a lot of extra space we can work with now because before yeah. we were always limited to about a max of a dozen to 16 vehicles, depending yeah. on how we laid them out. But uh, so we got that going on. Anyways. Um, so a lot of great news, a lot of great mm. news with all of that. And it, is, it does feel good to be getting back into the normal yeah. again and, you know, getting people into the museum and checking things out. Um, had a couple of visitors uh, last week. The first oh, cool. week we opened up. No, but last week we had a couple of visitors. Nice. Um, next week, you know, we'll just have to see what comes up. For sure. Um, but anyways, back to, uh, you know, more off-road vehicle talk, which I know we're kind of talking a little bit about all of this and that. We're talking oh, yeah. more about the Museum Wheels in the Woods. I but... got a good one that we can kind of lead back into working on after this one. Well, I mean, you can go ahead with that. All I was going to mention is that I've seen a lot, a lot of XJ talk recently oh. <laughs> on 4x4 talk, and I was like, well, let's talk about XJs I've for a minute. I've noticed it. I on? really got to sit down and catch up on that i apologize guys what did you want to talk about mr john so equipment maintenance in particular tool maintenance so i was running into an issue uh i would have had my floor probably done except i kept overheating my welder okay uh so just kind of a little what would you call this pro tip quick tip friendly reminder I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh. uh, whenever you get a welder, a new toy, any kind of big electrical thing, look at your maintenance scheduling in the back of the book. It, it tells you periodically, you know, take the cover off, blow it out with an air compressor. I had never done that to this welder. I don't know when or if it was ever done. Your welder has a maintenance book? Well, any, they call it a, a manual, I believe. Well, it's you know the the typical. I guy always find my stuff old and used, and yeah. so like it when never in comes doubt, the read the directions. So I have to go buy it. it. Oh, nah, okay. you can download them just oh, about anywhere. All right, all right. Regardless, yeah, just take a little bit of care and blow those out. It was pretty nasty. Um, I I overheated it twice, which yeah, you get into the whole duty cycle thing. I know what I did, but when I went to use it after I let it cool down the second time. Uh, it, it flashed the arc and then shut off and I couldn't get it to turn back on. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, I, I did figure the problem out and fix it. Thankfully, something simple. But in the meantime of that, I had another welder I got from the body shop I used to work at or the car dealer I worked at. This was from the body shop. Mm -hmm. This was one that had been retrofitted probably three or four times since 1972 when it was brand new. And not always properly done. Okay. So a lot of things had been bypassed because something was broken. And then they never actually installed the MIG gun properly after they converted it. And when they did that, they moved the gas valve, all this other crap. So I went through and I got that thing cleaned up, retrofitted all that. Um, so basically, I have a really nice new 220 MIG welder. Nice. Um, I still got to make the hookup, which I just I need my dad's help You do for need that. a hookup. Oh, that too. That too. But <laughs> that's for the after show. Oh. <laughs> no, it's uh should be a nice welder though. I'm really excited for it. Perfect. And just another another little tip I'll offer. When you're looking to if you're looking to buy a welder, if at all possible, try and go two twenty. You oh, just yeah. you can get much better duty cycle out of that, and that just means you can weld longer without having to take breaks. Yeah. And uh it will really save yourself a lot of headache and aggravation and annoyance with things 
Oh, for sure. I so yeah. Uh, on that note, <laughs> um, something I learned a few years back is especially if you're dealing with a uh, name brand tool and welders, uh, for instance, let's say Miller Lincoln, um, or if you're using a plasma cutter, hypertherm, something like that. If you're using a name brand tool, uh, or even torches, like you know, you got a Tweco setup or whatever it is, Victor, Victor, uh, Purex is old school, yeah. Smiths, um, all I can think of. <laughs> you know, a lot of the parts are made for these various brands, where they all they will interchange. Yeah. However, for peak performance. Using the factory original parts, yeah, yeah, for that machine that you have, yes, uh, is really key, and not using the eBay Chinese knockoff stuff that will save you so much headache. I, I, I learned that myself. I had bought for my Miller 250, um, my, my entire gun and hose assembly for my Miller 250 was completely worn out when i got it, it had all sorts of abrasions and stuff it probably been driven over and who knows what but it worked for years for me yeah but it finally got to the point where i was it needed a liner and i was like i'm just going to replace the whole thing because it was in such bad shape and it had uh it had internal shorts for the trigger oh, for the gun yeah i had wired to the outside and electrical taped it the whole <laughs> way and i said all right it's time to just replace nice. this thing so i went on to you know online various sources and i want to say the miller uh brand one was maybe 300 350 bucks and there was a chinese ebay company that was selling a miller compatible replacement for <laughs> about 150 bucks and i bought one and the thing just kept jamming and jamming and um you know just all sorts of weird things yeah. i just kept messing with it messing with it messing with it finally contacted the ebay seller and they're like oh it must be a bad one we're going to send you another one so they said just keep that one they sent me another one admittedly the replacement one was slightly better but i still had problems with it yeah. and then i lucked out i never did buy another brand new one i probably should have but i was at a uh yard sale and they had ah. a miller um actual miller brand gun and hose assembly it was only a 10 footer versus the 20 footer i already had or 15 footer i had and i said all right so i'm gonna try it grabbed it and that's what i'm still running to nice. this day someday i will probably replace it with a better one again but um that that old miller one that's probably 30 years old is operating better than the brand new chinese stuff oh so, for sure you know so that's uh something i learned with the welders uh and yeah. and other tools over the years too just and this is probably something that goes without saying and i think any of you listening probably already know this but just in case if you're looking to buy anything that's consumable to replace what you've worn out buy two because there's nothing worse than being in the middle of a project, realizing you have a bad contact tip or something, oh, and yeah. then you don't have another. I thankfully have piles of these things, yeah. but the, the point is the same nonetheless. You, it is the worst thing to get in the middle of something and run out of wire for something. Even at my work, oh. um, we use, we do a lot of torching at work, you know, a lot of oxyacetylene torching. And um, I, I love where I work, but a lot of times... What they'll do is they'll send me out a torch kit if I have a lot of torching at a job site because our, our truck drivers will drop off the equipment, the, yeah. big, the big equipment. So they'll set out a set of torches, and they'll send it out with one, maybe two tips. And mm -hmm. if you're spending a week torching through I-beams all day long or whatever, you're going to burn up tips. Oh, yeah. It just is what it is. So 
believe that's you know, called physics. You know, heat yeah. melts metal. I'd call them <laughs> up and they'd be like, "Oh, we'll get it out on the next truck." Well, the next truck might be the next day. So I got in the habit <laughs> of actually carrying a couple spares in my nice. glove box. You know, I just grabbed them from our shop and just threw them in the glove box, and that yeah. way I don't ever have to worry about it. Just yeah. grab them and do that. But nice. Um, back to um, you know all that uh, <laughs> and, and talking about the XJs and stuff like that for a minute. Um, you know, like I said, I noticed a lot of XJ talk. Um, Brent Duche and a few of the other guys uh, are Dutcher. We said it was Dutcher, right? I don't remember. I'll be okay. honest. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, he's gonna laugh at us once again, or probably. he's gonna think we're jerks. You know, whatever. Or drunk, or that, which uh, is probably not true. For, I'm not drinking <laughs> yet. What's in this? Oh, and I see an uh, ice cube. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, anyways, I'm seeing a lot of XJ action on there, and. You know, not getting into basically tech because we've done that multiple times on the XJ, but something I've noticed right now, um, if you're interested in buying an XJ project, um, and and this might be without getting too political, a um, uh, an economic statement. I've noticed that marketplace, <laughs> and we've mentioned this a couple of times mm-hmm. recently, marketplace, Craigslist, stuff like that. There's a lot of great deals to be had right oh, now. Oh yeah. And I think it's because people are running out of their Biden bucks and stuff, and they're like, oh, I better sell off some of this stuff because I want to be it's able to stay at home. how that happens. They're, yeah, they're free money. I mean, yeah. I'll, I guess that I'll get into that political part of it. You know, these people that have sat at home and collected free money for a year have said, oh, well, the free money's been cut off, and I don't want to go back to work yet, so I better start selling some stuff. And uh, when you get a, a downturn in the economy like that or a downturn in a market like that, it's for people who do work and have a little bit of money set aside it's time for some great deals yeah and um, that's why i'm all right with that part (laughs) i know i picked up a couple of great deals myself for my new project um but i've noticed training gun i got a good deal on (laughs) i've seen um a lot of xj stuff and there's a number of them i got close to the other day there was a 96 five speed Hmm. um that looked mint the guy said it had a soft spot in the driver's floor but i mean i did couldn't see anything in the pictures yeah it was a beautiful beautiful looking truck. i think about twelve hundred dollars for it wow and uh i mean he listed it like 35 minutes prior mm-hmm. i messaged him and said hey what's the deal where are you located i might want to come take a look at it even though i'm not looking for next year right yeah. now i've always liked them as you know i'm more of yeah. a 97 to 01 guy but i do like all the xj's and uh i messaged him and uh I mean, it's like he had listed 35, 40 minutes prior, and he messaged me back, and he's like, yeah, sale pending. <laughs> I'm like, are you wow. sure? You know, and there was a bunch of them. Like, there was another one. Um, there was a, and like I said, that was a five-speed truck. There was another two-door. It was an automatic, but it was a two-door, four-liter automatic, which the two doors, but it was an, it was like a 99, which are really rare. Yeah. The 97 to 01s in a two-door are really yeah. rare to find. Um, and it was like, same thing. Huh. It looked darn near mint condition. They wanted like $800 for it. Wow. And I messaged, and it had just been listed. Was someone, the, like, killed in it or something? It was I, that cheap? <laughs> I don't know, man. I listed. You interior cheap. I messaged, because, you know, we've talked before how XJ prices have been going up in the yeah. last couple of years. And right now, everything's coming down. Yeah. Antique cars, antique trucks, 4x4s. Everything's coming down. <laughs> People need money. And uh, I messaged him, and, like, he never got back with me. And then I, I watched the listing, and it was Mark sold the next day. Oh, uh, like, yeah. So it's crazy how fast some of the stuff's been selling lately. People need it's cash weird. fast. So I'd say if you're looking for a great deal on an XJ or any other rig, just get on to Marketplace yeah. or Craigslist, but be diligent. You know, the old... Uh, quick. <laughs> yeah, there's the old um, 
adage crap or get off the pot you know um <laughs> yeah. if uh, or strike while the iron's hot either one um you know don't sit there and go well maybe i'll look at it this weekend you know i get guys i've had things for a couple things for sale i've had people this weekend and stuff um or people on some of my stuff and they're like oh well yeah uh, can you hold it till sunday yeah. for me if with a deposit well i don't have paypal it's the 21st century dude <laughs> yeah. you know uh well i don't really know if i want it well i'm not holding it for a week yeah you know, so I, I missed out on a cast iron pan that way. One of the waffle maker I've been looking for for a long time. Really good price, but it was almost a three hour drive. You should have just gotten in the truck and driven. I, I said it. I found it at like 10 o'clock at night. Oh, you could have been the right one. Well, I, I said <laughs> I, I messaged. I said, you know, if it's not if it weren't so late, I'd say I could meet tonight, but I could meet tomorrow or Monday. I don't remember when this was last week I sent this and uh you know, he goes, well, there's a, you know, a whole bunch of people interested, but they're all out of town. You know, let me know when you're in the area. And if it's still here, we'll meet up. This is, I understand where you're at. It's a three hour drive. I won't be in the area unless I know it's a for sure thing. Yeah, well, you just so. you got to strike while the iron's hot, man. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. I wasn't or able you gotta to cook the waffles while the iron's hot. I got to get the waffle, the iron first to make the waffles. That was the problem. Do you even eat waffles? Yes. I oh. love waffles. It's one of my favorite breakfast Oh, foods. my God. Well, I mean, <laughs> definitely uh, you got to do that and just watch right I'll now, find folks. One day. I, yeah. there's, it's amazing. And, and it's dangerous for me. I got to stay off it because <laughs> I'll spend my entire paycheck like like that, you know. And yeah. just, uh, it's, uh, it, I got all kinds of little projects, and I, I got to look for another. That, that stainless pipe you helped me with uh, the other day, I kind of screwed it up. Why? I cut it seven inches too short. <laughs> seven inches <laughs> yeah how do you cut something seven inches too short so it it was supposed to be part do of you a realize pass-through if, assembly. do you know do you realize if the rabbi would have cut it seven inches too short <laughs> you would have been in deep would have been trouble deep pronoun. i'm not yeah. jewish yeah come on <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that moil man he would pull that thing out and... <laughs> no i i i guess this probably goes to maybe another little tip to offer people uh yes the phrase measure twice cut once uh i measured probably five six seven or eight times and this part that um i i got the material from a friend it was supposed to be a pass-through assembly of three pieces well i didn't grab the third piece while i was doing the rough-in measurements on it and I was in such a hurry, I didn't think about it the entire time I was marking it and measuring and figuring out what distance I wanted everything set at. And I cut it, and I'm sitting there filing the edges over, making it all look nice, and then I go, wait a minute. Oh, crap. I'll, I'll say that word. I did not say that word. I said many other words. Mm-hmm. And that self-control I've learned in the garage when things go wrong of not breaking stuff did pay off. I didn't break anything or hurt myself this time. Well, there you go. The pipe's bent now, and that was a pretty thick stainless pipe. But Did you throw it? <laughs> very, very hard at the ground, yes. Oh, you could have still maybe used it, right? No. No. I, I want seamless, so I'm not going to weld it back together. I'm Got not going to sleeve tantrum. it. temper tantrum. So cute. <laughs> no, nah, the, the scrap piece was too short. The piece I cut was too short. So you're going to have to use some cast iron? No. No, it's got to be stainless. It's a food-grade filter system. I thought about that, too. I have everything I need to do it with that, but I wanted stainless. Sweat the copper. I know. 
I got to use that like that 96.4 stuff, though, low lead, because it's food-grade stuff. It's so easy to do. I know. I know how to do it. I have everything to do that, oh but I wanted stainless. Oh, my God. <laughs> Copper looks cooler. You won't even see this. It's internal. Well, then why do you want to even care? Stainless is sanitized easier. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not a big deal. I'll figure that out. But wow. Yeah, sometimes just slow down, maybe. Make yeah. sure you're thinking everything through before you... Waste a part that you Measure can't replace Measure once, cut now. twice, yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Keep cutting it until it fits. Yeah, exactly. I know you said it backwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Anywho. Man, I, I, you know, that's uh, that's the bane of projects. You know, you, you just have to kind of take your time yeah, and you don't learn rush. From, you still can make mistakes because you learn from them. I mean, it's still a benefit, <laughs> I guess. That's. I was looking at a, a guy that does uh, on Facebook the other day, and he, um, you know, and I liked his humility of it. He was selling Cummins converted Ford excursions, and he Ooh. said, "This is the tenth one I've done." Hmm. He goes, "It's super clean." He had pictures, blah blah. He says, and he goes, "And this is the best one we've done yet." And he says, "I'm learning as I go." And, uh, you know, people are making fun of him, like, oh, you're telling me that the other nine were crap or this? And he's like, well, no. He goes, every single one of these I do, I learn tips and tricks. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm putting them together super clean. And yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. But uh, that's when I did the, the diesel conversion. The uh, the guy who does the kits, um, I think I remember there, I said Mercedes Diesel 4x4.com. Uh, when I was talking to him back then, he didn't have an easy solution for the tack fix. He's been doing these swaps for years in the YJs and other vehicles. Mm-hmm. I says, well, this is what I came across. I'll let you know if it works. And when I completed it and it worked, you know, got a hold of him says, yeah, you, you wire this to this, this to this, and then it works like factory. Oh, you have a working tack in that thing? Yeah. I Every really, gauge in there works as factory. Realize that. Yep. Yeah, everything. Even the boost and the EGTs, obviously those work, but... I kind of want to put a dimmer on the, the backlights, though. They're really bright at night. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, man, I don't know what else to talk about right now, but uh, <laughs> this, uh, all I can tell you is I'm excited for Wheels in the Woods, yeah. October 9th. And oh, I'm looking. I'm, I'm very much looking forward I'm to it. I'm excited to see you getting more progress done on Me too. your truck. I've done nothing but parts collect and then work in the garage, which is getting very, very decent. It's now. unnecessary. Yeah, the garage is looking pretty uh, yeah. serious. Uh, I did look at the truck when I got over here today. That thing is going to be sweet. Dude. Think so? Are you going to paint it or are you going to keep it white? No, my only I got to paint it. I, okay. I'm a white truck guy. <laughs> I mean, eventually, eventually, but um, it's solid start, though, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. That looks awesome. Yeah. For sure. It even runs awesome. So that's what I'm kind of wondering if I need to fix the 6.4. <laughs> I don't know, but. Hey, we already discussed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But um, well, with that, man, um, I'm going to tell you that if anybody's interested in hearing more about Wheels in the Woods, uh, you need to go on Facebook, Wheels in the Woods 2021. If you're interested in hearing more about the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, which we talked about a little bit in this episode, um, you need to come to the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, which is 8061 Marsh Road, Clay Township, Michigan. Uh, 48001 and we are open from 6 to 8 30 every thursday unless we have some sort of extenuating circumstance 
Um, and we are also open by appointment by calling 877-FWD-MORA, M-O-R-A. Uh, you can make an appointment. Uh, we can usually accommodate just about any group size um, and at any time. Uh, we'll just have to work with you a little bit on that depending on when it is. Uh, otherwise, um, you know, if you're interested in uh, following everything that we do, uh, you know, you can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can find us at Museum of Off-Road Adventure, and you can also find the podcast at The Whelan Podcast. John, you got some other things you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, so where, well, let me ask you this. Where are the locations for Codet's Hardware Store, or Codet's True Value, it was, right? Codet's True Value okay. Hardware are in Livonia, <clears throat> Williamston, and Fowlerville, Michigan. Nice. Always good to know those locations. And then Starcraft Brewery is in Richmond, yep. Michigan. Located in Richmond, Michigan, off North Forest Avenue. Uh, again, that's just off of Main Street there. Uh, and if you're going to look that up for Google, it's Star with two R's and then Craft Brewery. Hopefully Google will spell that part for you. <laughs> uh, no, if you want to interact with us more, though, make sure to check out 4x4 Talk on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash 4 by or no, it's slash group. Yeah, just search 4 by 4 talk on Facebook. There you go. A couple quick questions, get you on the page, check it out. Uh, we are on Patreon as well, patreon.com slash radio. Access those $2 a month, get you some extra bonus content. A lot of stuff we don't get to or don't talk about on the show or a little bit more already. We've been doing a lot of beer reviews lately, and I've got some fantastic stuff for us to try out tonight for Oh, really? It. I do. I brought a real special one, actually, too. Nice. I'm very excited to try out. And uh, I, think that we, I think we hit everything there, didn't we? I think so, buddy. Well, if not, we'll get it next time. <laughs> so with that, thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody. 